Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for taking the time with us once again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more info, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. How's the shoulder surgery recuperation going? Uh, <laughs> yeah, as you can see, I'm not wearing my sling this morning. I, you know, I'm supposed to, though. It's a long slog, right? But you're right. getting there. Okay. Right. And joining us, we are happy to welcome Dick Mudge, president of Compass Transportation and Technology. Hi, Dick. Hi, good to see you. Good to see you. The Transportation Research Board's annual Automated Road Transportation Symposium in Garden Grove, California, wrapped up a few days ago. Dick, I know you are happy this took place in person once again. Alan was there too. Me too. What, me too. I'm happy about that. Yes. <laughs> what were some of the key takeaways from your perspective, Dick? It was good. To, again, it's always good to see everybody in person as opposed to little tiny faces on Zoom. Um, I was encouraged that they had uh, a lot of private technology people. If you go back to the glory days of this conference in San Francisco, they would have a lot of it. Um, they had that. They had a lot of uh, senior USDOT folks, which is good to see. Um, I was a little, little surprised they did not have too many state DOT folks, but I, 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 don't, I don't know that may relate to you know, travel budgets and whatever. Um, I think the fact that it was in California was a big plus because they were able to get a lot more private sector people there. Um, they had probably 500 people, which is, which is a good crowd. Um, uh, I, I was impressed how many senior DOT folks were there. Uh, uh, Robert Hampshire, the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Research and Technology was the lead for that. Uh, and he was very good. Uh, um, Secretary Buttigieg appeared um, um, on, 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 on a recording. Uh, it'd be nice to have him there in person at some point, but uh, I thought it was interesting. He um, starts with safety because I think it's a required law that all politicians mention safety first, but he did talk about the role of AVs and international competitiveness. So I was sort of hinting that there's a role for, for economic value of these things. Um, so I, I, I think the uh, overall, the mix of people was very good. Um, I, 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 I thought um, uh, Robert Hampshire gave a very nice talk, uh, emphasizing innovation and experimentation. And uh, he mentioned one project, the Connecticut DOT uh, BRT project with, with automated buses that starts next year. Um, he also mentioned very briefly something called ARPA-I, uh, which is an infrastructure version of, of DARPA. Um, not clear to me whether they have money yet for that. Uh, it's not clear what the focus is, but it's, but it's a nice concept. Um, I did hear, um, uh, hesitate to admit that I learned things at a conference because I am a consultant. Um, uh, I did go to a, a DOE se session uh, where Monica Sofar from DOE talked about um, uh, ARPA-E, which is their energy thing they've done. And they've, uh, they've uh, given a lot of money to universities. Uh, 
Um, and I don't feel too bad about that since professors are some of my best friends. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it was not private fun, uh, private research, but they think the uh, uh, AVs will uh, reduce energy use by 20% or so. And I think a lot of that comes from not the vehicles, but how they're being used on, on, on the roadways. Uh, so that, that, that was encouraging. Um, I don't, I, I can keep talking for a long time, but it, yeah, it, it, it only went on three days. I'll probably, I could probably talk for only one day. <laughs> Alan, you're the key takeaways uh, from your perspective. Well, I, I agree. I, I really liked uh, Robert Hanshire. Of course, uh, uh, Ben White uh, gave a presentation a, a little bit uh, the day before. And again, what, what I appreciated about both of those presentations were that or, uh, they weren't really scripted. Yeah. You know, at, at times, you know, you, you get somebody who's, you know, the, they're, they're reading the script. Yes, of course, uh, uh, USDOT and, and the White House has its initiatives here. But I think that the that sort of the this the, the substantial difference from the, from them um, in the past that you know there's always a lot of things about connected vehicles as opposed to automation. Uh, the connected piece uh, seemed to be much more in the background, which of course. Uh, maybe I was happy to hear about that. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know these vehicles, of, these vehicles, especially in the autonomous taxi or in the mobility area, are, of course they're going to be connected, and, and of course there's going to be a big band, big a lot of bandwidth in and out of those vehicles of because they're going to be uh, monitored and 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 if there's information to share between vehicles, it certainly will be shared. Uh, but it's not this, uh, my goodness, it's all the vehicles that we go out and buy in, in our uh, in the showrooms and somehow, you know, has all this infrastructure over every mile of roadway in the United States, you know, which is a really big infrastructure thing. Um, uh, yeah, um, this is really more on the on the vehicle side to let them operate better. So I would. Of course, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. And with Dick, yes, there there were there were people from industry there, and um, and it it was um, it was it was really great uh, getting back together and and talking with people and just chit chatting about this to try to make it happen. Uh, you know, I think there there is a conviction to tr try to, to try to do this and and also to do the mobility piece. Uh, there was a lot, a lot more talk this time about equity, right, uh, Dick? I yes. mean, before, you know, maybe the word wasn't even mentioned. I'm not sure, but it certainly was was central here. I think the the, the idea that these are are to to really be able to provide uh, better mobility it, it seems to be there. Maybe that's the only thing that I want to hear. I'm not sure, but I certainly heard that. Um, a lot of discussion with respect to to. Um, uh, the movement of goods and uh, and uh, you know the there's there's a real interest out there whether or not we really are going to put driverless uh, class eights out there on our interstates anytime soon um, uh, we'll wait and see i i tend to argue that there's an enormous value in this technology just to to make the the quality of life of the driver better, uh, to let the, them be a, I, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say a little bit more sane, but my goodness, driving a driving a, a, a an eighteen wheeler, uh, you know, ten hours a day, six days a week to feed your family is a non easy task, 
and to put some technology out there to 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 let them uh, uh, operate more efficiently, better, and and make the driving easier. There was one comment. Uh, there was a comment made by Too Simple, which I really appreciated, uh, which which said that in their tests, uh, one of the tests that they did, you know, on their routes that they run, you know, twenty-seven incidents that could have caused sideswiping of a truck. Uh, their system with an operator on board basically, you know, leaned over to the right a little bit in the lane as opposed to making sure it stayed on center and so on. And and to me, that's 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 the some of the fundamental value. I don't know how many of those 27 that they indicate there would have occurred had the, the system not been there. But to me, that's all liability savings for a motor carrier. And, and since most of the motor carriers are self-insured, at least for or have a, a very large deductible on the front end of any insurance, it means that you know whatever was averted there, uh, averted uh, the CEO of, the, of that company to not have to take it out of his or her pocket to pay for those things. And, and that's direct value. Then that goes into the return on investment relationship. And, and so to me, much of the, much of the technology is justifiable uh, to just improve the, the quality of life of the driver. But again, that's from where I sit, uh, people need to promote it themselves. So, yeah. I agree, Alan. I think that, that was very interesting because usually everything we look at with AVs and in the press is about crashes. Yeah. And we don't talk about crashes that didn't happen. Right. Uh, and, and I'm sure a lot of the companies have similar data like that, but I thought that was, that, that was, that was very credible. Uh, very credible. And, and, and it was, and it says, here's, here's value that, that, uh, that, uh, that, that AVs provide. And I also want to applaud to Simple uh, for and and saying you know they and and promoting that they've done the first driverless test uh, of uh, eighteen wheelers on a public uh, highway in the U.S. Uh, but they were also acknowledged that in doing that test, they had a lead vehicle making sure that everything was okay in the head, and they had a tail vehicle making sure and ready to pick up the, the pieces or maybe remotely controlled or who knows what on the back end. And uh, of course, uh, they, they admitted that this is really no way to do driverless, because if this is the way we have to do driverless, I think the quote was, it's, it's uh, 50 bucks a mile. <laughs> of course, yeah. the whole economic value of taking, and, and I, it just, I think that it, it, that sort of thing sort of set the theme of the, of the conference as opposed to being a, a total bunch of hype or whatever, uh, or uh, selling snake oil. It, it was really honest about where we are, what we need to do, what the values are, what the challenges are, and where we really are. So, you know, I really appreciated that. I agree. If you go back five years for uh, this conference, they had a number of, of brilliant talks by leading people in the industry, all saying we're just a few years away, yeah. And and uh, those guys didn't appear this time. It was a, it was it was, uh, you're not saying it's going to be here next year, but that but it was very focused. Um, I, there was one comment on that uh, trucking panel that Richard Bishop ran, that I, I wasn't sure whether you you, you liked Alan. Uh, they said we're not going to be going to the uh, north or the middle of the country for some time. We're all going to be in the south. Well, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, know, I know. You've got ideas 
uh, about what you can do in Trenton. But uh, I, I, anyway, I, I, that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I, I know that, and and I think I think you know it's it's that we've been on this this thought that these things have to be you know the it's it's the whole SAE level five everywhere it's got to solve the whole problem we're going to go out and we're going to be frank sinatra and we're going to do it where it's really tough and then make then of course it's trivial anywhere else i mean in, in deployment you have two options you can either start with that which makes everything trivial or start with you know these sort of easier places do, do just some things uh, get it going and then and then and then evolve it and, and um, uh, sort of um, uh, what at least I'm trying to say, and we're trying to say here in Jersey is that, my goodness, if you come to New Jersey, we're really as good, maybe even better than Arizona. You know, we only get 100 degree temperatures. You don't get 120s, okay? And, and in a sense, the other thing is, is that we're really not interested in having these things work 365.25 days. Uh, we're not looking to, to have this technology solve the, the Sandy problem, you know, <laughs> intense storm, it's gotta work, uh, heavy snow, uh, fog. Uh, I mean, look at what happened last week or a week and a half ago in Montana. I mean, we had humans driving into a, a dirt storm, I think is what, what it was. It wasn't sand, I guess it was dirt. And of course, you know, you can't see, my goodness, we, we, we don't want this to solve that problem. Better way to solve that problem is cool it, pull over, you know, take a break, you know, um, relax. It's going to be over and then go do it. I mean, you know, and it's the way the society operates. Okay. It doesn't say, sure, we need a certain number of people out there in emergency situations and whatever and so on and so forth. But for the for the broad population, let's just wait until we shovel the snow and then go back out there on the road. And let's not th think that we're going to have technology uh, do it so we don't have to shovel the snow. It's 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 silly. So again, we're trying to put that kind of of perspective on it. And if you do that here, at least we'll be very happy that you did it because you can help us. One one of the differences it would seem to me. Uh this year, of course, I, I was not there, but uh, would be that there there are wheels on the roads where this is happening now uh, in California, primarily, but other places too, Arizona, Florida, etc. And so was there a different mindset? We're, we're actually gaining some experience here with the robo taxis and such? I, I think there was a fair amount of that. And, and it's not just the robo taxis. There's, yeah. there's um, other truck applications out there that are yeah. Not so visible. There's truck parking. There's truck off-road work. Um, there's a lot of the, the small local deliveries, whether it's Neuro and some of the other ones that are out there uh, that, that are doing local deliveries. Uh, so there, there's more real stuff on the ground. It, it, it's not the, the thing that was hyped five or 10 years ago that everybody would have a, a, an automated vehicle in front of their house. But there's a lot of other commercial things that are happening out there. And, and that was certainly talked about. Dick, you had your Shark Tank uh, going on again. Tell tell us about it. What took place? Well, I, I, I don't think it's just my Shark Tank. I, I, I don't <laughs> been involved in it. In the beginning. No, it's it, yours, it Dick. But, but I'm glad to hop on. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, we've we've done this five or six times so far. I think I've forgotten yeah. that we 
we, we, should, we should have a celebration at some point. <laughs> and I thought it went, obviously I'm biased. I thought it went well. Uh, we had more people at the end than we started with. Yeah. Which I take as a, as a, as a uh, the only downside we were in the ballroom. So we couldn't say we had standing room only, um, but it, but it did work well. Uh, as always, we cover a lot of stuff. Uh, we talked about Ellen Partridge talked about whether or not there's a general case for AVs at all. Uh, her view is it's vital for climate change and the key to success is shared, uh, shared rides. And there was some talk about, do you need to have federal subsidies to get people into uh, AVs or not? Uh, that's stuff people have not talked about before. Uh, we had, had uh, 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 Henriette Cornette from UITB in Brussels talked about whether there was a business case. Uh, her, her point was um, uh, we need to have uh, uh, similar business models around the world. Uh, particular regulations are scattered. Uh, she talked about the need, need to harmonize regulations around the world. Um, I don't think we've quite done that in the US yet. Uh, we talked some about um, whether it was time to have an automated vehicle administration, uh, given the fact that it's uh, AVs are kind of scattered around. Uh, you know, Tyler Duvall basically said, no, it's hard to, to, to administer something like that. He did argue that um, we should be using the uh, DOT as a bully pulpit. For AVs, uh, and he thought there, there's more that could be done there as well. Uh, Brad Templeton talked about the the what Tesla, Waymo, and Mobile I do in terms of technology and what the future of all that is, and you know talked some about the differences among these vehicles. Tesla has a huge fleet that they can uh, test on command. Waymo actually has paying customers, which no one else does, uh, and Mobile is used by everybody. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of material covered. Um, I, ha I had, I was surprised how many people came up to me afterwards uh, and said they actually liked it. Um, <laughs> so, so because usually people just sort of are polite and go off, go their own way. But I, I thought it went very well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the debate is healthy here. I mean, the, the back and forth and the exchange of ideas. Absolutely, no. It is. It's very active, both among the the sharks. Uh, as well as um, uh, with the audience. The audience is very active on something like this. So it was, uh, uh, it's always fun. Uh, I always learn something and, uh, and we'll, we'll do it again next year. Yeah, I, I agree. It's sort of a, the same philosophy we have here. We try to have a discussion uh, because I mean, if it was just here, the answer is go and go do it. I mean, you know, follow the steps. And, but there, there's, there's still some, there, there's discussion that you know we're still working the problem we're still at the very very beginning of all this i mean we're at the very beginning we'll be back but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf symbol moto to get more info head to motoetf.com on the website look for the white paper it's called the smart transportation revolution you'll find it under the insights and news tab some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You may already know ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, once again, is MOTOETF.com. What is MOVES all about? People. 
people who need to get from here to there. 70-year-old Darnella White lives at the Donnelly Homes in Trenton, New Jersey. Being a part of this community, I'm looking forward to seeing it being in play. You know, helping, there's a lot of senior citizens around here. There's a lot of people who don't get a chance to go out of their own homes because of the transportation situation. So this is a good idea. How would you use it? Just getting to the pharmacy, grocery shopping, or seeing relatives, just like they said. Anil Lewis lost his sight at age 25 to retinitis pigmentosa, and he is executive director of the National Federation of the Blind. The biggest thing we're trying to deal with is the fact that many people with disabilities, transportation permits such a significant barrier to living, working, and playing in our communities, but smart cars creates an opportunity to eliminate those barriers. Mobility, the kind that most of us take for granted, is a challenge for so many, like 67-year-old Laverne Mitchell. How do, you, how do people get around today? How do you get around? By bus. Car, uh, friends taking me or by bus. To bring the technology here into your community, what, what does it mean to you? I think it's great for the elder. I, um, it would be awesome for the elder because a lot of the elders can't get around. Matt Doss knows the challenges inside and out. As former head of the New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission and as an attorney and advisor focused on transportation and technology. Once the passengers are brought into the car, even, even with the test driver there, and they see how it operates firsthand, it's, dis, it's demystified completely for them. And that's something that that is a chicken and egg thing. We need to kind of get over that hump where people are able to realize that this thing, I want to see it, I want to feel it, touch it, know that it actually works, and I want to feel safe myself. And the only way that's going to happen is if we actually bring it to the communities. They are doing just that in places like California, Arizona, and Florida, where State Senator Jeff Brandes has been a leading advocate. We need to let the technology flourish, and let the companies work on introductions, and, and the government really needs to kind of stay out of the way and just kind of set the rules for the road. Salika Josiah Talbot has helped to formulate transportation policy at both the state and federal levels, and is founder and CEO of Autonomous Vehicle Consulting. You know, my, my tagline is transportation is mobility and mobility is freedom. We all need mobility to get the stuff that makes our lives work. Whether we go to goods and transportation or goods and services comes to us, we, we need to be able to move. What's, what's taking place here with Trenton Moves is a realization that we need to make sure that all segments of society have access and opportunity to mobility. And I, and I think that that's gonna be realized. After all of the meetings and all of the billions invested in building vehicles capable of driving themselves, now it is time to take all of the progress, all that has been learned, and put it to use in places where it can do the most good. It started as a dream, but now it's closer, close, getting closer and closer to reality. I think we, we really think MOVES is a model for deployment. It gets cheaper and it gets better as it grows. This is better than search. This is better than free delivery, I think. The opportunity is now to provide life-changing mobility for those who have limited options at best. Learn more about the MOVES movement and be part of making it happen. Find us at CartsMobility.com. The Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety is a 501c3 nonprofit 
dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Dick Mudge. We have some headlines to get to. Baidu, the big Chinese search engine, has unveiled a new autonomous vehicle with a detachable steering wheel. They're saying it plans to use this for robo-taxis and the cost, about $37,000. Alan, you have some comments in here. Yeah, I mean, call me. I'll buy them. I'll take 10 right now. Put an order, you know, before the end of the year for 100. And, and please, you know, I want, I want, I want an option of, you know, 1,000 next year. I mean, really? 37K with all that? Now, I don't know what you're going to charge me to, you know, make sure the software ends up working, get it to work in Trenton, or, you know, how many manual pages you're going to give me to, to get that sucker to work. But put them on a boat. Hey, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll hire an Antonov to fly him over here. 37? What? I mean, really? If that's true, I want him. Okay? Right now. Now, you know, I'm sure NHTSA is going to say, hey, they're not street legal or whatever, or whatever, or whatever. But come on, NHTSA. You know, we'll put him in Trenton. We, we could... They, <laughs> I, if I was designing them, I wouldn't quite design them that way. But it, you're telling me that, you know, certainly look as good as, as the other vehicles that are out there in San Francisco and and uh, and Chandler and other places. Really? Whew. I'm a buyer. Except you know, like most things. <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick, help me out here. I don't know. You know, is, I'm, is, I'm it a wake up, is it a wake up call of sorts? I mean, you talked about what they've. USDOT people were talking about at at TRB and and uh, companies based here. I mean, do, the competition from China is is I don't want to say well, overwhelming, but it's but, certainly there. I, again, I, I don't want to be unkind, but a press release and a nice picture is, is very very nice and exciting. And 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 and, and, and uh, 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 this is a legit company. It's not like some of the ones. Uh, things I've seen from coming out of China where I've never heard of them before. Uh, but it's, it's nice to be nice to see it on the road. It sounds great. Look, I mean, you know, if, if that is really the, I mean, I didn't print the cost. They printed, I didn't make that up. They made it up. Now, you know, it, it could be complete, complete clickbait. Okay. Which, you know, we're used to, but my goodness, this is completely configured cameras, LIDARs, SMIDARs, WIDARs, UDARs, BODARs, who knows what ours. But my goodness, um, if they have these, uh, you know, it's unfortunately designed, you know, it looks like a car. I, I sort of think these things kind of have to be bi-directional and so on and so forth. Since they have 360 view, they might as well, you know, have to have four-wheel steering, blah, 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 blah. Interiors are a little bit different than what they would put in there, you know. Do, do I, you know, how much of the... Um, you know, video game playing. Do I do we really want to go on while people are basically in these things? Uh, you know, five to ten minutes at most to provide mobility in Trenton. Not really, you know. But at thirty-seven k per, I'm a buyer. You know, I'm a buyer. I, are you kidding me? I, I mean, <laughs> although every time I bought stuff that was really cheap, guess what? <laughs> Um, I got what I paid for, but yeah, I, I remember a watch you bought in China, but that's another story. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I wore that thing and people thought that I owned one of these, these, um, um, 
um, Apple, the Apple Watch, you know, right? <laughs> 17K things. You're going to look at me across the restaurant. Look at that guy. That must be a rich guy there. Who? <laughs> but I'm a buyer. Call me. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, a couple Whoops, of EVs. The phone is not ringing, Dick. <laughs> I mean, what is going on here? I mean, call me. <laughs> A couple of EVs, Alan, are being deployed in Dubai uh, to map the roads for use in the introduction of high-tech taxis next year. Dubai partnering with Cruise. The yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> but I guess, <laughs> I guess uh, you know, their credit worthiness might be better than mine. And so that's why Cruise went out there. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, um, uh, but, uh, you know, their next place should be Jersey. A couple of Tesla headlines, uh, really a few. Uh, the company beat market expectations for the second quarter. Shares jumped. Electric reports. The shorts are hurting. And uh, that's it, certainly in the newsletter. And it's it's got to be impressive. I mean, you know, what they do year on year, 43% increase in, in, in revenue. I mean, that's non-trivial. And, and, and in a quarter... That, that basically they had one of their major production facilities closed down because of COVID. I mean, you know, I don't know. This is a business. Yeah. Who else puts out? I, I, I don't know. It's a, to me, it's a business. Now, whether or not it's, you know, the, the PE ratio is right where it should be on one over and whatever. And, you know, and the ones that I didn't put out there, it looks like, you know, at current production levels, you know, at their various plants, they're going to be pumping out a lot of cars. You know, what the heck's, what's their next quarterly report going to be? Yeah. Oh my I, think, I think right now they're still hard to come by, people waiting a long time to get <laughs> one, et cetera. So I, I think yeah, so. I, I don't it know. Sound, it sounds like they're going to sell what they make. So, Dick, Dick, yeah, you're, I, I, you're I, an I, owner, I, aren't you? Are I, you I, an I'm owner? Tesla, I'm going to test the three. It looks like I could trade it in for almost what I paid for it two years ago. And I went to Tesla and said, uh, when can I get a bigger car? And they said, next spring. Well, you know, I mean, I don't look, you look at the, what other company sort of provides this kind of thing? I know that, you know, there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of whatever. and But, you know, these are fundamentals, you know. These are, you know, look at the year on year with with Uber or Lyft or or Ford or I mean, you know, I don't know. Even Amazon. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What am I? I'm just I buy high, sell low. What can I tell you guys? You know, and I'm an expert at that one. We alluded to this, but Tesla has surpassed uh, 35 million miles driven on full self-driving beta. Uh, the driver is still required to remain attentive no matter what they say. No, but... no, no, no. <laughs> must, it's FSD. Right. We don't know what FSD stands for anymore. <laughs> I don't think anybody, call, I, I, I yeah. you know, to me, this is almost an evolution. You know, as I put in there, if I misspell phantom, you know, with an F instead of a PH, this is phantom self-driving. It could be. Or who knows what FSD stands for? Well, I guess I, one of I, the points is the amount of data coming in here. 
Yeah, and I think uh, certainly at least uh, when Fred Lambert writes about this stuff, and I think when they put it out there, that that they do put a disclaimer right up there in the front saying, you know, this is you have to pay attention. You you you, you know, and they are at least beginning to 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 repeat that and repeat that and repeat that. Uh, uh, look, using crowdsourcing to help you develop software has always been a darn good thing to do. You know, ALK used it with Copilot 25 years ago, okay? It was critical. We couldn't have done what we did without the help of our customers, okay? And guess what we found? We found that customers want to help. And guess what I think Tesla's finding? Customers want to help. Yeah, there are a few goofballs out there who do what? And we'll talk about one of them probably in a minute. But yeah, but but for the most part, and to do 35 million miles of testing, if you had to pay for that, it's going to cost you at least three bucks a mile. At least, who knows what it would really cost you if you had to pay for the attendant and so on, or what the the um, uh, the Emirates are going to have to pay to test the 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 the, the cruises in 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 in, in UAE, and 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 you know that's a hundred million bucks that that not only did Tesla benefit from. They actually got the people to give them money <laughs> to have the product to do it. I mean, it's brilliant. It, it, I, I think it's brilliant because it engages your customer set to really work with you, to help you, to try to improve it. And if you do improve it and you do end up delivering, which I believe this company will do, which I believe we did with Copilot and so on when we did it, people appreciate it. They don't forget it. They become you know, lifetime customers. Oh my goodness, what does everybody, everybody wants a recurring customer. And this is all, they, you treat them well, you, 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 whatever you, you help them and, and so on. I mean, they didn't beat people over the head to do the 35 million miles. You know, they just put it out there and said, hey, help us. And by the way, you know, buy this somewhat non-cheap thing and do it. Brilliant, my opinion. They have lost, though, uh, the, on, the, on the downside here, the head of uh, AI and vision, yeah. Andres Carpathi. Uh, yeah. He'd been there for more than five years. Yeah. And you point out uh, that 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 is a loss here. Yeah, I mean, he's good, or at least I, I don't know him, but it, I, I've watched enough of his videos and all that stuff. I mean, he's good now. You know, I don't know what he's doing. They didn't indicate, I, hey, come to Trenton to help us. <laughs> come to university, man. I, you know, whew, we'll take care of you, whatever. But um, absolutely, I mean, the, yeah, but I guess, you know, in that kind of pressure and so on, you probably get burned out. And I hope he made, you know, a ton of money and said, look, uh, you know, I want to uh, I want to live a good life. Great. But it, it is a loss. We'll probably learn more about what's going on yeah, there with the AI for, day yeah. coming up. Wish them all the best. Wish them all. Right. Wish them all the best. And Tesla has their AI day uh, yeah. coming up next yeah. month. Once again, I think so. One more headline. Uh, Tesla was found. 1% liable in a fatal crash of a teen in, in Florida back in 2018. Uh, 
Tesla has since introduced a speed limit mode, allowing owners to limit the vehicle's speed and acceleration. The feature was dedicated to the team here, Barrett Riley. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tragic. And I, I, I'm happy that, that uh, I'm, I'm, for whatever it means, I'm personally happy that Tesla's put in the speed limit mode. I think it, the factory setting should be there. And then there, there's no reason why they can't put a factory setting in there that says you get nine over the speed limit. It knows the speed limit on the roads that it, it, it's on. It reads the signs if it doesn't have it in its map database. Okay. And it knows in any state, it knows which state it's in. Oh, my goodness. Of course, it knows that. It knows what the maximum speed limit is in, on any road in the state. So the factory setting should be at, you know, max nine over. You want to jiggle it up? Pay more insurance. And then for every mile, man, let's make it real exponentially increasing, okay? So that if you end up doing what this kid did, at least there's there's a, an insurance trove that's ready to, you know, pick up the pieces or do as best it can to pick up the pieces, something like that. So they need to, I mean, you know, really pleased that they put put the limiter on there and they, they should do the same thing with it. the car knows whether or not the driver is misbehaving i mean we've said how many times with dick and on the and the shark tank too and so on my goodness you know in any of these things you you know you get you get the goof off once and then the thing shuts down and says, until you have a note from your mother, yeah. it doesn't get turned on again. Quit misbehaving with this stuff. This is serious out there. It's not just, if you're on a test track, the Tesla knows that, that it's at Watkins Glen. Okay, there, open the sucker up. The speed limit's infinite anyway. It knows it. Boom, have a ball. On a public road where you, me, Dick are also out there, cut it out. And you've advocated for a long time that the various technologies, not just Tesla out there, yeah. a lot of these safety technologies, if they're capable of stopping an accident from happen, happening, why don't they do it? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, Dick and I, we've been talking, well, all of us have been talking about this for some time, you know, and the, this is part of the argument that, that some of us make that there should be a, a, a separate um, uh, regulatory entity in, in Washington. NHTSA has been very good in crash mitigation, fantastic in crash mitigation. This is a new thing. This is crash avoidance. It's a new thing. You know, they're probably orthogonal. All right. And so, you know, if you really want to deal with crash avoidance, which we have the opportunity to do here, to do more than just warning me, it has, and we've done it, we've done it with analog brakes. That's what they were. We've done it with stability control, you know? So we have been able to do it at least two places. You know, I go around a curve too fast do since, since 2012, in every new car, there's stability control that goes and says, hey, Alan, you know, you're, uh, you're going off the, off the reservation here. You're, you know, uh, we're taking over. You know, we're going to throttle back. We're going to apply brakes differentially. Who knows what all the algorithms do very well and keep me from losing my rear end. 
beautiful. It doesn't say, hey, Alan, yo, do you want to think about, you know, whatever? And we should be doing this certainly with respect to, to the to the frontal crash. It turns out that on the rearward crash, these things really work really well. And they take over and they don't let you run over a child on, on a tricycle that's behind you that you didn't see in your in, that you didn't see. But of course, you're only traveling, you know, five miles an hour, and therefore, you know, the, 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 and if it stops you in uh, five miles an hour, nobody's going to complain. You're going down, but boom, it's 75, and this thing starts to die, and you don't know why. It's a different problem. Different problem. Amazon owns Zooks, Alan, is, is planning to launch a robo taxi business, uh, testing in California with the VH6. No pedals, no steering wheel, and room for four passengers here. Kind of vehicle you've been talking about. Yeah, just four might be a little light. I'd rather see it at about six, but probably, you know, they have such comfortable seats. It looks like you're going in one of these AMC movie theaters now that I finally went back to one. I said, holy mackerel, the seat is like, <laughs> what is this thing? It's a bed. No wonder it costs so much to want to see a movie there. Okay. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's what it is. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And, and, and if the price of that sucker is anywhere near Baidu's, call me, man, Zooks. I, 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 I wanna, I'm, I'm putting in the first order. And they, they have an invitation anyway to come on out, right? Come on out. Uh, but uh, Dick, Dick. It's not ringing. What is the matter with me? I mean, it's not ringing. There's probably a time zone difference. That's what it is. Uh, thanks, Dick. Uh, that will let me have a, at least make it to noon today. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to thank you, Dick, for taking the time with us once again. Always, always a pleasure. It's always fun. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. And more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please continue to stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Dick. Uh, very nice having you. And, and please, people call me. I mean, you know. <laughs> We should have an 800 number on the screen. <laughs> Stay safe.